I started looking at some positives, but I came out with more negatives. Um, uh-huh. Seth Curry really impressed me the first game. Um, yeah. The first game, though. Um, he had 23 points, 6 to 6 on the line. He looked fresh. His legs looked strong. He looked consistent. I was really hopeful, but then, you know, he kind of came away in the last two games with 5 points and 8 points. Um, uh, <laughs> KP was looking good. I thought he looked good. Um, he got some boards. He had 18 points, 12 rebounds. I think it was against the Pacers. No, um, he was uh, out against the Pacers because that's the game that he had to miss because he missed it. Oh, no, it was the Sixers. Attack. I'm sorry. It was the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had 18 points. Yeah, yeah he balled out against them. Yeah, and then, like you said, THJ and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I actually am really impressed with Dorian Finney-Smith. He doesn't, put up, he doesn't put up numbers, but, like, people don't realize sometimes how key he is to this team's uh, success because there's no wing defender this team has. Absolutely THJ. true. Maybe DeLon right, but he's still just pretty much point Maybe. guard. Um, but he's so key to this this team's success. So that's some yep. of my notes from that. Yeah, Jacob, uh, what players stood out to you? Uh, definitely Bobon, because like it seemed like even like before, like during the season earlier in the year, like one he wasn't really playing a whole lot, but like since he's been getting his minutes, I feel like he's really gotten his big feet under him, and he's been averaging <laughs> some pretty good numbers. Yeah, I like actually finally like I finally kinda... like putting up meaningful numbers. Like he was always kind of putting up like maybe like ten here and there, but like now it's just like yeah, he's like a like teams are really gonna have to like man, we gotta get to Boban. I know we I know it's gonna be tough, but like kind of tell your big the other team's big man like hey, you gotta get to him. Like I know you don't want to, but like it's gonna be a tough <laughs> yeah. task to get to. Yeah, no, so, I yeah, agree about that. Boban, especially in that first game, he really came out. Uh, that's one of the things that stood out to me the most in this is how uh, hollow our defense, our not our defense, but our second unit is. Yes. Our bench is just a nothing. It was so frustrating watching, and especially the first two games, the bench unit, it would literally just be Justin Jackson running in circles, DeLon Wright running in circles, <laughs> no one doing anything, and then at the last second just throwing it to Bobon and hoping he scores. <laughs> luckily, luckily he did, but obviously, especially when we get in the playoffs and it's just straight matchups, that's going to be a lot tougher to do. Oh, yeah. They're just going to be like, oh, we only have to guard Boban, so let's just do that. You know, like, so that is, when we talked about that in our, our last week's podcast about how hollow our bench unit is, but it really mm-hmm. got exposed even more. And just in these scrimmage games, I was like, dang, I was hoping we could kind of sneak by, but no. I think the uh, team is really yeah. like what eight players deep, really, at most. Yes. Yes. A, a fully rotate, like you can always play them and always get something out of them. Is eight deep, like you can count on those eight. Really, yes. at, that's honestly, at, we honestly seem like that. That can take you. Yeah, we honestly like right. the eight, whole like eight deep thing is like like a college team. Like that's what I feel like college team runs is like eight deep. Yeah, like you only need your starters, like college, and, and a couple money. guys off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't have the same players that they have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only other standout, not because he had a crazy statistical game or he really just did anything crazy, but I was thrilled to have Trey Burke in the last game. Yeah. Uh, I literally just got done watching it, the rerun of this before this podcast. And like I stated earlier, JJ just frustrated the heck out of me watching him just dribble the air out of the ball. Did he play well in certain in certain uh, times in the games? Yes, but those were against terrible guys from on the other team. 
and he's just being a veteran presence. But in like the playoffs and in the season when guys are really going hard and he's playing against harder talent, JJ's not going to be able to do that. He's just not. Not at least for meaningful minutes, but Trey Burke can. And Trey Burke defensively is a someone that we have on the perimeter to guard the point guards because uh, if the lawn's coming off the bench, then we need him to guard the better wing players, you know? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Burke being on this squad. Um, what else? I'd like to add something to uh, some of the, the summary of the scrimmage games we got. Yeah, um, just to add to your point, you know, our offense is amazing. Like, it's historical numbers, like you stated. But the defense, to me, is so lacking. It's yeah. like we just got to outshoot and outscore every team. And I don't know how sustainable that is going into these games, into the playoffs. You know these seeding games. Um, I don't have. I don't know what the solution is. You know, do we run more zone, kind of like Big Nurse does on the, on the Raptors, um, hedge out when the screen there's a screen. Um, I don't know. You we can we get improvements from these current players? Do you guys believe that? Uh, I think that's a good question. I agree wholeheartedly with your zone theory uh, because watching this game, especially the Sixers game, ironically because uh, Joel Embiid was out. Mm-hmm. Watching Al Horford just push around KP for rebounds. <laughs> I know KP had great rebound numbers, but like, there's like there's a specific few plays where like, KP had the bounce on him, and he still didn't get the rebound. And I'm just like, dude, stop getting bullied down there. Bullied by a 36 year old. Yeah, literally. Or however old he is. Yeah, whatever. But like, exactly. Like, we are so weak down low. Even when Boban's out there, he's not a physical presence. He's really, I mean. He's a physical presence as far as, like, people are like, whoa, he's big. But he's not, like, blocking shots, like, uh, really that much, really, because he's just not as mobile. And he when he kind of stands there with his arms up. Right. And when he posts up, guys, it's not like he's making post moves and using his body. He's just throwing it over them. I he's love big. it. Yeah. Do, do what you do. You know what I'm saying? But we yeah. need a guy who mm-hmm. can do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do, you, yeah. do you guys think adding – I don't know if this is even uh, plausible, but adding a or even help uh, head, a staff some staff members are defensive minded. Um, do you guys think that would help? Mm, I think yeah, it would, I mean, yes, I think, but I do I like think that, yeah, right. I mean, our our guys are still like like Justin Jackson plays the four sometimes. Like, is that really going <laughs> to do much? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't know the Hopefully MKG. I don't know why he hasn't been playing yet. I don't know if he's still in quarantine or what's the deal. But I would like yeah. to see MKG get those minutes at the four instead of Justin Jackson. He literally in the in the Philadelphia 76ers game. I don't know how many minutes he played, but it seemed like he played a decent amount. He mm-hmm. only scored in the last like 24 seconds to put us like for sure in the lead, and like that was it. That was just because Trey Burke created a play for him and got him a layup. I did so, like Trey Burke on this team though. I'd really me did. too. I'm with with J with J B being out, we need yeah. him on the bench to oh, have some offensive creativity and defensive presence on the on the perimeter. Uh, I wanna touch y'all we were kinda of talking about uh Jacob you brought it up how we're like eight deep or Claudio or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh I kinda of broke down like how I view our roster. Obviously our starters for sure are Luca, T H J, uh Dorian Finney Smith and K P. My thing is yeah. Would y'all like to see DeLon Wright start? No. Jacob? Uh, no, just because we really are very weak. Like, I think him and THJ would be – I don't know. Is THJ in the starting lineup now or no? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's kind of always – Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, then yeah. we still like – I feel like 
I feel like him and Burke then need to run the second unit to really hopefully. If that to me sounds that's... awful. I, I agree with those. Like, I don't think they can do it. That's why I would rather like, have DeLon Wright starting at the two uh-huh. and CHJ at the three and have Trey Burke and Seth Curry as the backcourt for the bench unit. The thing is with that for me, though, is um, just I still don't want DeLon uh, guarding other point guards. I don't know. I just better have Luke out there. At least he has some size. Um, I don't well, know. Luke would still be know. out there. No, I, I don't know what I'm saying because, yeah, DeLon's a better defender. I don't. I don't, yeah. just don't like his offense. I like the offense the Mavs currently have without him on the starting lineup. I guess just offset him. You don't have to have – you can have Luka and him, you know, maybe starting in the second quarter or uh, – two minutes left in the first or something. You don't have to actually bring all five out, you know, all five from the bench in. Um, but mm-hmm. I I don't, I just don't see that. I'd rather have Maxi starting at the center and have KP at the four. See, I don't like that because then it's literally just Boban by himself in the front court. I think you need Maxi. I don't like Boban out there by himself because he's just not mobile at all, and all they got to do is just put him in some pick and rolls. But what I'm saying is you can stagger that. So you don't always you, like you can have make sure that Boban is always with Maxi or always with KP when he comes in. Does that make sense? No, I get what you're saying, but like as far as like just our starting unit, uh-huh. I don't think that moving. Obviously, Maxi's great. We love Maxi, but I would rather him come off the bench and help that second unit. Yes, you can stagger them, but eventually your starters are going to need some rest, and you're going to need some guys who can carry the load. And that's why I'd rather have a guy like Seth. You, so I like having Seth, Maxi, and Boban carrying our second unit. Yes. Trey Burke helping, yes. and I guess Justin Jackson if we have to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I don't. It, it's really tough with this with this lineup because the bench is so like weak. Yeah, and our and our starters are so great. That's the thing yeah. with Lucas, Seth, THJ, Dorian Finney-Smith, and KP. It's an amazing starting lineup for us. Obviously, one of the yeah. top uh, offensive starters in the league. Uh, as far as efficiency goes. But I think as far as longevity goes, I think that we will – it's kind of like you're saying the staggering, but I, I just don't like having the idea of when our starters need rest, we have to rely on Trey Burke, who just came back to the team, DeLon Wright, who frankly can't run an offense, uh, yeah. and then you got Justin Jackson getting minutes, and then Boban is out there literally being our offense's bailout. That's why I'd rather have Seth Curry as a bailout option when we can't run anything on offense. That's, that's just part of the problem when we were talking about, you know, how deep is the team. And I said, yeah, absolutely. You really can't, you really don't have a full 10 or a, yeah. that, you, that you can count on. So that's why you have to, in my opinion, to stagger them. So when I look at the starting bench or the backup bench five, I, I really just don't see even, I just see like the starters in there as well, because I can't, I can't put myself. No, I know. But like some of these players like Justin Jackson, I, Coming into these seeding games are going to be important. You're trying to get the best method for yourself. Um, yeah. There's no real home court advantage. So I really don't see a, a backup five for sure. You know, I just see starters. No, but I'm not saying, there. like, I'm not saying sub in, five in, five out. But, I mean, obviously, like, units play together. And, yeah, we'll have, like, when, like, Luca goes out, GSJ mm-hmm. could still be in there. Like, I get that, but – like, I will say, a guy who, in the last game against the Sixers, if, if uh, listeners watch that game, Antonius Cleveland, that dude <laughs> balled out. Yes. He He's balled out. Yeah, he's all right. I don't know how, like, I don't know how good he is, 
but he hasn't really gotten a big opportunity, but he got it in that Sixers game. I really hope that he gets minutes. Like, I know he's small to play like R3, but I'd rather – I genuinely would rather put him there than Justin Jackson. And I know yeah, it sounds like I really crashed on Jackson, but still. At least you're guaranteed offense, you know. I mean, if you're yes. gonna, you know you're going to score, at least you know you, you know you can score, then I don't know if this guy's going to be able to defend. So, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? That's my thing. But uh, let's move on to some other stuff. We broke down the the what is it? The scrimmage games. We talked about the rotation. So one thing that we made on our a post on our Instagram page at Must Have Map is we talked about rumors of Victor Oladipo. He's kind of the hottest free agent that's not a free agent going right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, what's going on with Oladipo is he is up for an extension with the uh, Indiana Pacers, they can offer him, you know, a couple more years to his deal, or he could just stay on his current contract and become a free agent in 2021. Now the Mavericks have been linked to trying to make a run. Not people are theorizing the Mavericks haven't said anything, obviously uh, that's tampering, but like people are rumoring that the Mavericks should be in this hunt for Victor Oladipo. What are your thoughts on that? Do y'all want to try and make a, trade for Victor Oladipo next season? Mm, I mean, Jay, what do you think? It seems like it seems like the Mavs are always in the talk to get the biggest name guys, and yet the biggest guy we've ever gotten in free agency besides Dirk is KP. Like, we've... Like, I know we traded for well, KP, Dirk but, like, to yeah. get him back... But, like, I mean, they always end up free agents and we always re-sign them, but, like, I mean, we're never, like, going to get him, like, I think we're just good with what we have. So I don't think it's realistic that we really get Victor Oladipo. And I don't think he's going to really mesh well with, like, our rotation and how we play because it's just going to take the ball out of Lucas' hands, really. Claudio, what do you think? I think Jacob added a good point. Uh, at first, I was really on the Oladipo train. And ideally, you know, Victor Oladipo at his best is better than THJ in every aspect, even though they're very similar players. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and um, to make it clear to listeners, it's literally you choose THJ or Oladipo as yeah. far as money works out. We either do like a sign-in trade with THJ to get Oladipo or we include a guy like uh, White Powell or something like that because everybody else is too low a contract or it's KP, which obviously isn't going to happen. So yeah. continue, Claudio. Um, but, you know, I started digging into his numbers and his stats and his contract and really to be the same player, I mean, I understand Oladipo's coming from the injury. And, uh, I saw that. Uh, Post that you know he's not fully 100%. Um, so it says, but the numbers at least speak for themselves. Um, he's averaging less points than THJ. He's averaging uh, 13.8. THJ is averaging 15.8. Um, pretty much the same rebound assist for both. Um, he's less efficient. Player, player efficiency rating, he's at 12, and THJ is at 15. Like Jago added, um, THJ is, is cheaper uh, for one. And mm-hmm. He he already know how he plays with Luca and alongside KP and you know and you know what he brings you know there's a lot of questions with Oladipo and um, how he's going to be coming back if he's going to be fully healthy ever again and if he can mesh well with his team so I honestly at first I was Oladipo but now I, I really would just rather pay TJ because I think he'll be cheaper anyway. Yeah. Dang it! I was really I did my notes because I. Last time I talked to both of y'all, y'all were both high on Oladipo trade. So I was like, I'm actually on the opposite end. Let me do all my notes. And then now we're here and y'all are on the same side. So now I'm going to argue the other side just because y'all already both made really good points. <laughs> y'all already made the the points. I agree 
uh, like about the numbers and everything like that and how honestly THJ is getting it done. Why would we get rid of him? I totally agree with all that stuff. But just for fun, I'm going to argue the other side. Oladipo. (laughs) Yeah, really. I'm full Max Kellerman. Listen here. So why I think, uh, no, but like, I think, Claudio, you're right that Depot's number this past season were the 13 points per game uh, compared to THJ's 15 points per game. But also that's him coming back from an injury. That's comparing Depot coming back from an injury to THJ's literal best season of his entire career. They're two points difference. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, think about it, because Oladipo is coming back from two really good seasons. This is THA's peak right now, and he's still pretty much the same. And while Oladipo's yeah. three-point has dropped, but I would I would give him credit to let's get, let him get his legs under him and continue, like, with a full season. And he would – before the injury, he's averaging 18-5-5. Five and five. Yeah. Now, do I think he'll average the – five and five if he's playing next to Luca. I actually disagree totally with you, Jacob. I think he fits perfect next to Luca. Like totally perfect next to Luca. Like I don't think there's any question. Yes, THA is, is better at catching shoot, but Oladipo before this injury was a decent three point shooter. He was at thirty four percent. Not great, but not bad. But when you play next to a guy like Luca, you get open threes, which is why THJ has been so effective is because guys like Luca and KP create shots for guys like THJ to get open looks. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, and the benefit to going for Oladipo is his defense is way better than THJ. THJ is all right. He's a solid defender. I like him. But Oladipo is way better when healthy. But that, of course, is the kicker when healthy. Let me ask you this, because I'm looking at some stats. Tim Hardaway, when he was on the Knicks, he was averaging 19 and 17 when he was really, that was his peak, 2018, 19 points. Do you think but, that would happen to Oladipo? Because uh, Tim Hardaway dropped four points. He's averaging 15.5, 15.8. Yeah, but like you were saying, he's more efficient now, so he's taking smarter shots. On the Knicks, he was like uh, – KP yeah. was in and out on the Knicks. So, uh, so, to me, that's like good stats, bad team. On, an, on a good team, THJ is proven to be – because I think he's kind of been – I don't want to say he, he got bottled more, but he's in more controlled role in the offense, and he's mm-hmm. flourishing. Yeah. But but that's what I'm asking. Do you think Oladipo would be in the same predicament? I think it'd be similar because if you look at how the Pacers are now, they had two guys that were close to both getting all-stars in Brogdon and Sabonis. Obviously, I'm not saying they're as good as Luka or KP. Uh, Sabonis, arguably, is as good as KP. I'm going to throw that out there. He's really good. But he was able to play next to those two guys well, in limited minutes. But – I think that if he's willing to stay with a team like the Pacers, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to stay with the team or to move into a team like the Mavericks. But and he's still be efficient. Isn't, I say that because he I still thought all the depot was like coming off dominant ball handler. Well, what did you say, Claudio? Uh, he's a dominant ball handler on the Pacers. No, he's not. Uh, Brogdon is. Yeah, but, I mean, Brogdon plays a lot of off-ball. When he was – when it was peak Oladipo, Oladipo or uh, Brogdon was coming off screens and stuff a lot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, honestly, because every time I watch the Pacers, it's Brogdon bring up the ball. And it's the same thing as, like, Luka. Luka doesn't always bring up the – a lot of times, especially in these scrimmages, I noticed, maybe it's just because I haven't watched the Mavericks in a while, but Seth Curry brought the ball up a lot, but then he would give it to Luka. And, but I still think that even even with that stuff, 
I think Oladipo can still be, would still be super effective next to guys like Luka and KP because those guys do nothing but space the floor and get you open looks. And Oladipo would flourish in that. And I think it's nice to have a guy next to Luka who you can say, hey, go get us a bucket. KP's that next guy for us now, but honestly, I don't trust KP to say, if I need a bucket, he's going to get me a bucket. I do trust Oladipo to be that second guy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But with that being said, I'm our, I'm just doing devil's advocate. I love THJ. Better contract. He already fits. Why go and blow it? And you might as well wait to see how he does. Because I think he's going to end up signing an extension with the Pacers anyways. But even if he doesn't, mm-hmm. I'd rather see how he does off of an injury. It's kind of similar to the KP situation. Yeah. Um, but I think the yeah, difference like is we really want to need prove a KP. To them. I yeah, I mean, as far as to Indiana. Yeah, I think Indiana's treated him super well, so why would you leave? But obviously, Luca and KP are better. So if I were him, I would consider it. But apparently, I've heard rumors that he's really considering Miami, which I find interesting. Him and Jimmy yeah. Butler? Yeah, I, that's what that's like the other team that's like been rumored to be looking okay. for Oladipo, which I was like, I could see them two playing together. I don't think it'd be a problem, but yeah, I, I almost would rather stay with Indy, but also living in Miami. So, mm-hmm. X three too. Yeah, for sure. Not so, X3, yeah. but you know, yeah. Uh, but like that's yeah, I think we are smart to stick with THJ. There's no reason to stir the pot because also these guys really mesh well. And I would rather go use that money and sign another rotation big uh, and to go with Powell when he comes back or something like that, just on our bench, like a guy like we were rumored to get a while back, Jeremy Grant. Some, someone who plays that type of position and another small forward on the bench would be nice. But, yeah, do you all have any other yeah. questions, anything you want to talk about before we uh, get started in this resu- resumption of the season? Uh, pretty much uh, I have two questions. I Please. I was really thinking about it when I was making my notes. Um, how far do you all expect these Mavs teams, this Mavs team to go? Uh, first round. First round exit or pass yeah. the first round? Exit. First I, round exit podcast, just because our bench is so weak. Well, we talked about this on the last podcast, and if we're matched up with the Clippers, there's no way we're beating them. And I was looking at it. It's really going to be hard for us to move out of – being the Clippers' first-round matchup. If we're anybody else, yeah. I'd say we could go to the second round. But it yeah. looks like the way it's going to shake out is we're still going to be against the Clippers, which means a first-round exit. Yeah, I could see them if somehow they're not matched up with the um, Lakers or for the Clippers, if they match up with the Nuggets. I could see them upsetting the Nuggets. Nuggets I or Jazz? Jazz. Yeah, Jazz, easy. I think they could whop them. Uh, yeah. Nuggets would be harder, but I still think that they could upset them for sure. But and I, my, it just seems like, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and my follow-up question to that was, um, with that being said, how far do you uh, do they have to go for the season to be relatively successful, if that's the case? Oh, just first round. They already did it. Yeah, I already do you, think you would consider the season a success if they make it to the first round. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jacob. But like next year, though, I feel like this year. We've already completed what we needed to do is that to make the playoffs. Like next year, we for sure yeah, I agree. need to get to the second and put, really push to the third round. Just because, like, by then, Luca will already be, like, even more, have more experience, KP and him, will already mesh. And then, like, those guys, 
those guys really, really need to step up in their roles. I know Luca's already kind of been there, but KP will like more pressure will be added onto him. So I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, this, we, it's been so long, but we got to remember this is their first season together. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. being their first season together, and they led this team to uh, a clear playoff spot. Mm-hmm. It's good. And we also have to remember, I know to the non-Mavericks fans, Dwight Powell is like, who? But we lost our starting center. <laughs> uh, so we lost our starting center. Uh, we lost our backup center that we signed to replace them and what they call his sign. Yeah. We're playing on a hollow bench. Uh, I think they did. A, this has already been a successful season for us to clearly establish, one, Luka as a top ten player in this league. Uh, arguably, I guess, some people might say not. And then also establishing the Mavericks as a force in this Western Conference that's going to have to be dealt with for the next few years. That's what I think this first year is about. Okay. So the thing for me, though, I agree with all that, except for the fourth in the West or in the NBA or whatever. Um, I just, they, they, to me, they lack so much. But I did forget, like you mentioned, Willie Coley-Stein um, and Dwight Powell. Yeah. Um, well, they would no, really help. I'm not saying that they're a force now, but I'm saying that they're putting everybody on notice, like, look out because we're coming. That's what I mean. They're definitely a team not to sleep on, but I don't – I still think in order for them to make that next step and be serious contenders, they need more wing players yeah. um, and better defense. I mean, it's that no, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree 100%. So, after this season, we'll probably do a more in-depth look at the free agents that are available that we can get, and mm-hmm. we'll break that down to try and fill, up, fill the holes that the Mavericks are missing right now. Um, so, the Mavericks' first game is Friday. Uh, I think y'all both picked the Mavericks to win against the Rockets. Uh, I picked them to lose. Do y'all still think they'll win? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I think I put them against Ooh, the lose. I don't know because like really James remember. Harden, like I said, James Harden would come off slow, but like, geez, I like the the I quick little highlights that they've posted. Like he is good. I I love I watching know, him. I, do. Tell you, I love watching him doing this. I know he just does like pretty much the same moves, but like, dang, it is. So it's beautiful to watch, to watch when it's, someone cuts it together, tough. but watching the game, you're like, yeah. oh, right. <laughs> it's, yeah. You got to – it's really the edit guy who's really doing a good job. Not necessarily hard, but – Yeah, big shots <laughs> to whoever's editing his clips. Yeah, I yeah. got them uh, to lose against these uh, Rockets. Yeah, I still think they're going to lose too. So, But with that being I hope said, they win, though. we're excited – yeah, of course. We always hope they win. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah no. we we definitely hope they win. But we're excited that the season's back. Uh, we'll come back next week with another podcast and talk about the games that have happened and the results from that and break that down. Uh, be sure to follow us at Must Have Mavs on Instagram. Claudia and I run that page. And at Must Have Mavs on Twitter, that's where Jacob's running it. And for real, DM us questions you want us to talk about share this to your friends be sure to tag us we'll give you a shout out and if you recommend a question to us and we talk about it on the podcast on the podcast we'll shout you out because that's cool right uh <laughs> but for real let us know what y'all want us to talk about uh, hey can so, i yeah go ahead Claudia. before you close i do want to read some of the comments um when i put the solar depot trade on the mass page oh yeah please. Um, some of the comments was uh feed underscore herb that um Luca needs shooters around him keep THJ. Yeah. Um, the bright guy underscore fourteen said this would be a great addition to the team. It would be nice to have a deep on the starting lineup with THJ in the six man role. That would be fantastic. Um, Marco 
Thank you.